Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info and odds. This is G. Hey Wiley from the Arash Marakazi Show telling you find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship and the start to the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports sporting wagering needs, including live betting which is dangerous, but my favorite, and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and games. Bet online, guys, where the game starts. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Rosh Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producers G. Hey Wiley and Armani Buckets. And as we have the privilege every Wednesday, Kayla Kinyaram, <laughs> how are we doing on this glorious Wednesday? Well, you stole my line. I'm awesome because Kayla's here. I'm bummed I because felt of the, the need to like introduce her, you know, because then I, I kind of wanted to bring it in on the backside. And then Jihei's always like, boom, Kayla's here. And I'm like, I'm going to steal her. Guys, <laughs> guys, there's enough of Kayla going around. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be back. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm psyched that Kayla's here. I'm just bummed about my Clipper Nation. But, you know, they still got one more chance. So That's true. we'll see. Yeah, likewise. Glad Kayla's here. Really bummed about the Clippers. I really thought they had it. Um, yeah really disappointing yeah i mean but listen the the beautiful thing about this play in tournament and we'll touch on that is they're not dead they would they will play friday but uh, with that said let's get to today's headlines brought to you by circus sports Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves defeated my Clippers last night, 109 to 104, to advance to the first round of the NBA playoffs as the seventh seed, and will play the Memphis Grizzlies. I hope they beat their booties. Um, <laughs> the Clippers will now play a do-or-die elimination game af- um, against either the San Antonio Spurs or the New Orleans Pelicans on Friday for a chance to play the Phoenix Suns in the first round. What are you guys' thoughts on last night's game? You know, the big thing is that the Clippers blew it, and I hate to say it like that, but a team that has really made their mark on coming from behind this entire season blew a lead. They really controlled that game. Um, and the, the one thing that I've really enjoyed about the Clippers this season is, they're, they, is, is that they can close out games. They can come back, whether they're down 25, 30 points, they close out strong. So this was a big blow for them. Uh, the problem here is not just that they have to play on Friday is that they, in the first round they get the Phoenix Suns. I really thought that they had a chance to beat the Grizzlies. Um, I, I Listen, I think the Suns are the, be- are the best team in the league. So it's no knock on the Clippers, but I don't think the Clippers can beat them. But now again, they, they uh, play, as Jihei said, do or die elimination game. If they have an off night, if they don't play well, if something happens Friday night, their season is done. So the, again, big takeaway, Clippers did not close out. I thought they blew that game. And now, long term, in terms of who they have to play, they got to play the Suns, and that's just a brutal matchup for them. Up by 10 with nine minutes left, and then Carl Anthony Towns fouls out with seven and a half minutes left. You have the best player on the floor in Paul George. If this was the Lakers, 
the blowback that they would get for losing this game, we wouldn't have oh, heard yeah. the end of it. This is a game that the Clippers had no business losing. And now, unfortunately, they have the Phoenix Suns waiting if they get to round one, like you said. This is un unfortunate, but, you know, it's... For me, the issue was that Paul George was amazing in the second half. He needed to do that in the first half. If he would have had a great first half, he started like 2 for 11. If he has a good first half, this game is not close. It would have been over probably in the third quarter instead of coming down to a point where Minnesota could have made a comeback. And unfortunately for the Clippers, they did make the yeah. comeback. I mean, you also have to have a supporting cast as well. Correct. You can't just just put the whole entire load on one guy. You know, he's not Kevin Durant. Yeah, so like you you have to you have to be able to rely on everybody else on the supporting cast and that's just something that just didn't occur yeah. uh, during this during this game during this matchup. Um I'm not entirely disappointed. Um I, I am disappointed in the loss. Like sure. I don't think anybody's not going to be disappointed in the loss, but I I'm not disappointed in the fact that they did attempt to come back, right? And they had a great third quarter. Like, the third wasn't yes, bad. they 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 came close to coming back. But as you said, Buckets, they had a 10-point lead with the nine minutes. And then Cat fouling out, that was the turning point in the game, you know? So, you know. And by, by the way, Kayla wants some money. I think you want some money. Because <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I took the Timberwolves at minus three and the under. So, check, check. What but, was the under? Uh, 230 and a half. What? By the way, I think Kayla's turning more into a degenerate game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, so... I was coming at it from a betting standpoint, yes. so. <laughs> which is how. GD and it was comes a, it was a stressful game, oh, even yeah. then. Yes. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you're going for the under, that's like that's pressure right there too. By the way, that's why I never take the under. Well, and taking so, Minnesota as the favorite was actually the unpopular pick last night. So it's understandable because normally the Clippers, like we said, we're so used to them coming from behind. Mm. So right. You know, I I thought they had it in the even towards the end I, when I was watching. It's like, oh, this is great. Like, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll go into the next round. No big deal. But obviously, that, that is not what occurred. <laughs> um, well, after the game, guys, many on television and Twitter, including LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, and others, made fun of the Timberwolves' over-the-top celebration, which included Beverly, uh, Patrick Beverly crying and jumping on the scorer's table <laughs> and throwing his jersey into the crowd. Kuzma tweeted, Minnesota just on the chip with a laughing, crying face emoji. Did you guys have a problem with Minnesota's celebration? So at the time, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, did they just win a championship jokingly? I thought Kyle Kuzma's tweet was hilarious. LeBron had a tweet as well. The TNT crew had some fun with it. But when you think about it, this is a unique, I mean, we're still having to get used to the play-in tournament where it is a, so it's not like an elimination game, but you, like, advance. So when a team like advances to the second round of the playoffs, you know, you can celebrate it. The, but this was this all hinged on Patrick Beverly. This was a very personal game for him. He was on the Clippers a year ago. I forgot the circumstances, but they didn't want to pay him. So they traded him. And he is a player who plays with that chip and and. For them to beat the Clippers, that's what made it this like emotional, like over the top. Again, he celebrated like he won the championship. That was Kobe 2010 scores table. I mean, he went like way over the top. But listen, have fun with it, right? You you won a playoff series. They now go on to play the Grizzlies, and I think that's gonna be a fantastic series. I think the Grizzlies win. Would not be shocked though if the Timberwolves won. Yeah, I mean, at least Kobe kept his jersey on. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't, I don't know about that, but um, 
I, I get it. I get that they they were celebrating. I mean, it, personally, I think it would like it would kind of curse you, wouldn't it, for the next for, for the next game up, right? Like, w- w- doesn't that kind of curse you a little bit? I think Memphis is going to use that as a lot of fuel. Oh, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would if I was the opposing team, and they don't even like each other really, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, this this is good like fuel to the flame, fuel to the fire. I'm sorry, LeBron and Kuzma are gonna make fun of them for celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Two guys that aren't gonna touch the basketball in the postseason. Let people celebrate. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what I thought. I was like, I don't know. Kuzma and LeBron certainly probably thought that, but I don't know if they were in position at that point, <laughs> considering they're not in the playoffs, to comment. LeBron's yeah. done plenty of celebrating. I think he can let other people yeah, celebrate. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, at least he's won one. Or two no, or exactly. Or, you know but I, mean? I so. think the kind of joke is like, I mean, that was an over the top. I mean, I've seen For teams a like go back and look at this picture when the Lakers won the conference uh, finals in 2010 against the Nuggets. I think it was the most subdued celebration. Kobe wanted no part of the championship hat or that conference championship trophy. I mean, their like arms were crossed. It was like they were like he had a funeral. Uh, because they knew that the job was not done. And then this team's winning a play-in tournament game. <laughs> like, confetti, champagne celebration. Yeah. Well, we were high on the Clippers going into last night's game uh, after they won five straight and six of seven after getting Paul George and Norman Powell back. Um, what do you guys think of their postseason chances now facing elimination? No Kawhi Leonard return insight and the only thing a win gets you is a playoff series against the best team in the league in the phoenix suns so i think that they do beat either new orleans or san antonio i think the pelicans win tonight that that game is friday at crypto.com arena so i do like the clippers to win that game and i think there's going to be a lot of talk in terms of this is a rematch of the conference finals from a year ago this is a different Suns team, and I know this is a different Clippers team, but I don't see this series going six games unless Kawhi comes back. And if Kawhi comes back, maybe it's a seven-game series, and maybe Clippers pull the upset. But um, this Suns team came into this season with a goal in mind, not just to win the championship, but to you know quiet the people out there who said, that, well, the only reason that they beat the Lakers was because they were, that they were hurt, and the Clippers were hurt, and the Nuggets were hurt. So... Um, I do like them to advance to the first round of the postseason and play the uh, Suns. Just a bad matchup for them. That's why I thought last night's game was so important because I really thought that they could beat the Grizzlies. I do not think that they could beat the Phoenix Suns. I agree that they could have beaten Memphis. The issue is what you said. Here's the thing. If you take into consideration Steph Curry's injury, Luka Doncic's injury, I think the Clippers in a best of seven setting are right there with Memphis as the second best team in the Western yeah. Conference. And when you take into account that Paul George is on their team, personally, again, with those injuries, I think Paul George is the best player in the Western Conference playoffs. This team is still right there. The one change that I would like to see Ty Lue make is just start Norman Powell. He's your second best player, yeah. arguably with Reggie Jackson, but they need to get Luke Kennard healthy. First and foremost, without with or without Kawhi Leonard, Luke Kennard's offense was a big miss off the bench last night without him. And then Terrence Mann was one for one with two points. Like Jihei said, they got to involve the role players a lot more if they want to make a deep playoff run. Yeah, yeah I mean, utilize, utilize who you have. Like, you were without Norman Powell for how long? <laughs> you know, like, utilize who you have. I mean, it's... 
it's going to be an it's going to be an uphill battle regardless for them due to injuries because like not even just their stars like you said with with Luke like not having him there that's what is that like 15 points off the bench yeah. right there so that's and that could have helped uh, immensely so I don't know I I would love to see some changes moving forward. Um, I I think you guys are also putting the cart before the horse. Let's, you know. Oh, let's, sure. Yeah, they have to win. Yeah. But I, I think the problem with the loss last night is what does a win get you? And a win gets you a seven-game series against the best team in the league. And um, I don't see that happening. Good luck. No, right? <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't see that happening. But Jihei's right. They got to beat the Pelicans or the Spurs. And, again, would not be shocked if one of those teams – like off a, a high following a win comes into Los Angeles and they win that game. Yeah. Well, the NBA went back to their classic cursive logo for the NBA Finals after fans and media pushed for its return when the league went to a more generic logo in 2017. Are you happy to see it back? And what are your favorite NBA Finals memories with the cursive logo? I love it. The cursive logo is back. It was a great logo. I don't know why they went to like the block logo that looks so generic that you could create like on your own. I mean, I, the, the, the cursive logo was classic. The cursive logo is what I grew up with, like 19. 1987, 1988, Showtime Lakers moving on into the 90s with the Chicago Bulls, and even uh, Kobe and Shaq time period. Uh, no, sorry, the, the, this is more Kobe and Pow. Um, the cursive logo is the way to go. Not only that, I want to see the logo smack dab on the court, the trophy on the court. Make it feel like a big thing. I mean, the the finals last year, you would have thought you were watching a Tuesday night game in like in Milwaukee. It wasn't. It didn't have that big feel of the the trophy logo on the court. Cursive logo. Love the cursive logo. It also doesn't help. At least in my opinion, it doesn't help that you have. You know, it's Milwaukee. No, no offense to Milwaukee, but having a big market changes the game, right? Like if you had the Lakers playing, you know, Chicago or something like that, it's a totally different game. Or the Lakers playing the Clippers it's, or um, the uh, Celtics, it's yeah. a totally different game. But I'm just talking about the the court. Like when you go yeah. to the Super Bowl, it's it's cool to see the Super Bowl logo like at midfield and things like that. Go back to the 2010 finals. Exactly. The 2010 finals, huge Larry O'Brien uh, trophy center court, the finals logo, cursive center. I mean, right around the court. Bring back these big moments. Exactly. They need to do that. But like you said, it's not enough. We need the dang uh, <laughs> trophy court. And throughout the playoffs, it used to be written NBA playoffs on the court. Exactly. And then in the finals, they would say NBA finals. Why did they get rid of it? It Makes gives no the game a little bit different of a feeling for me. Yeah. yeah is, was, was there an actual reason? Like, did they even say like why they got rid of that, it? That's a great question because obviously we didn't have it in 2020 when it was in Florida. And then, you know, what they've done recently is now you can like super impose via computers some of these things. They haven't even done that, by the way. Uh, but the greatest moments with like the cursive logo, I mean, you got to go to the Chicago Bulls. Um, you know, again, the, the 92 finals, uh, bringing up that uh, picture right now, it's it's that's what we grew up with. Now, I think you're a little bit younger and Kayla's. I was going to say, it reminds me of the 90s. It reminds 90s, me of my youth. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm glad they brought that back. The next thing that we need to do now 
Super Bowl city-centric logos. Remember, like, back in the day, like, if the Super Bowl was in Florida, it'd have palm trees or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They've had the same Super Bowl logo. Like a theme. It, a theme. And yeah. it was a cool-looking logo that when you saw it, you knew, like, that game's in Pasadena or that game's in South Beach or that game's in Phoenix. So... Uh, they should do that and, and I don't know what the cost is but my goodness it's the National Football League but I'm glad the NBA listened to the fans and the media because this past season I think was the first time where we're like I know this is a finals game but it doesn't feel like it yeah I would feel like the, doing a representative logo would cost pennies in comparison exactly. to the, in the grand scheme of sure. things now yeah. the NFL I, just seems to be changing out the same like tropical colors for every it, that's s- a Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> you know and, and, and it's like but it's the same look and so it would be cool if and by the way the look was weird because we could have had a 49ers chief super bowl and the logo was like i think the logo was in dark red it was like a rich red and i'm like it's the rams and the Bengals. like no rams fan is gonna buy a dark red shirt (laughs) well the brooklyn nets beat the cleveland cavaliers 115 to 106 in the a uh, 7-8 seed game, and the Nets now advance to play the Boston Celtics in the first round. The Nets have had a rocky season, to say the least, and uh, but now they're in the playoffs and at the seventh seed, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are both healthy and available. How far can the Nets go? So this, this changes things. You know, give Vegas a little bit of credit, I guess. Like, they really never move the Nets a ton. They always put the Nets in... Um, you know, top two or three, effectively because of the feeling that at some point in the postseason, they'll be in the postseason, KD will be healthy, Kyrie will be healthy, and if you have two of the top ten players in the league, you have a chance. And that, so, um, they they can go far. Be curious to think, we'll see what you think, Garmani Buckets. I, I think the Nets can win this series. Uh, again, that's only because if KD and Kyrie show up, and as long as the Nets don't have to play Toronto, which means Kyrie would not play those games in Canada because be of great. the COVID protocols. But um, I do like the Nets, and, and I'm probably one of the few ones out there. I think the Boston Celtics are going to come out of the Eastern Conference. Personally, this is the worst possible matchup that I can see for the Nets because they need both of those guys to play at an A, A-plus level to win, and Marcus Smart is going to be guarding Kyrie Irving. And there's a reason that Marcus Smart is a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. The reason why Cleveland just had no chance is because they have to double-team those guys every possession down the court. I was getting so sick of it. Every possession is a double-team, and then Bruce Brown would just slip to the basket and then either get a floater or throw a lob. But with the Celtics, Marcus Smart doesn't need to double team. And I think the key with the Nets is if you can limit one of those two, you beat them. And yeah. I, I think the Celtics will do exactly that. Limit one and, and beat the beat the Nets. Well, like you said, Arash, Brooklyn's favored still. Like, That's they're amazing. Still, Wait, so they are the favorites? Yeah. So no, they're not the favorite. Milwaukee is, is ahead of them, okay. but they're, they're right below Milwaukee. Like for the Suns? I mean, the Suns have been like the best team like this entire league. So, I mean, that's if they're a heck of a bad as like a 63, 64, 65 win team, that's incredible. But no, yeah, the the Nets have effectively this entire season been in the top two or three yeah. just because I think the books know, OK, KD's going to come back. Kyrie will come back. Let's let's not make them like 20 to one or something. Yeah, no, it goes Phoenix first, Milwaukee I second see. and then Brooklyn. Third. OK, right. so it's uh, Phoenix at plus 270. Um Milwaukee at plus 500 and Brooklyn at plus 650. Where are the Celtics? 
Celtics, <laughs> Celtics are at plus 900. I like that. Oh. I think this is going to be a great series. Yeah, right. Just don't pick Brooklyn to cover because they don't do that really well. <laughs> and they didn't last night. Well... Did, did they hit the over, the under, or whatever? Or I didn't. I didn't pay attention to the total, okay. but yeah, they did not cover against Cleveland. <laughs> well, there is a chance that come May we will have no NBA, no NHL, no NFL. I hate that time of year, um, or college sports in Southern California until September. What will you guys do if that's the case? I just thought about this the other uh, day. Now listen, uh, the Los Angeles Kings won last night. I was going to say, uh, Chicago. put some respect on the Kings. Yeah, so I, I mean, there was a moment there when they were going through their little lull where they lost three straight, um, where I was like, oh my goodness, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to catch them, and we have a scenario perhaps, as you just touched on, Jihei, no hockey, no basketball, no football, no college sports. Um We'll be going uh, to Dodger Stadium. We'll be talking about a lot of baseball. We, we have soccer, maybe the Sparks, things like that. But listen, this is why you always like to have at least one of your teams in the postseason. So I do have confidence that the Kings will make it into the postseason. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I do have confidence that the Clippers will win Friday and make it to the first round. But again, G8, like you said... This could be a slow time period come May. I mean, here's hoping, but you know what the one thing I will say, even if the Kings don't make it far, which I'm really hoping isn't the case, um, you always have NBA and NFL drama. Oh, so there's sure. always going to be something happening in free agency. There's always going to be something happening um, along those lines. So that's what I'm expecting. But yes, go Dodgers. The NBA offseason is unmatched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like the summer. Right buckets like I like the free agency. I like the draft. Mark I, I like Jackson is the Lakers coach. Exactly. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by my good friend Chris Wilberding of Circa. When we come back, right here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and the Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Just as a reminder, if you want to win tickets to a future Kings or Galaxy game, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. Okay, joining us now on the appropriately named Circus Sports Guest Hotline is our good friend Chris Wilberding, but listen, you all know him as Wilbo. We all know him as Big Balls. Wilbo, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. So I saw Wilbo twice during March, uh, once uh, at the beginning of March Madness, and then I came back for my brother brother's bachelor party because that's where you have to go. Uh, listen, this was the first March Madness at Stadium Swim since, you know, you can kind of say post-pandemic paint the picture we've seen the videos we've seen the picture what was it like that month uh oh man march march uh march madness uh in las vegas you know it's something of its own beast you know and just to be able to have that at stadium swim it's insane we have our 40 foot tall screen you know 140 feet 143 feet uh you know diagonally so we have every single game on the screen uh playing all at once uh it was beautiful weather uh, and it was absolutely packed out there. You know, that aqua theater, you know, with all of our cabanas and our tables, 
it was it was an absolute spectacle. Uh, the vibe was great. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, it was an awesome party. So now moving on into the NFL draft. The draft is coming up at the end of the month, 28th, 29th, 30th. I mean, it'll be around Vegas. You guys are doing something uh, very unique. Uh, tell me what the draft will be like. Like, hey, like it's in Vegas. So, I mean, I don't know if there might be a selection at Circa. That would be like very cool. What are you guys doing for the draft? Well, so that uh, the, the draft's on that Thursday, obviously, that Thursday uh, uh, evening, afternoon Uh So, basically, we're doing our NFL draft party. Uh, you know, we're going to be, you know, we're kind of the only venue really in town that has this opportunity to do something, you know, outside, you know, with the screen off, you know, beautiful weather. We'll have all of our cabanas going, table, uh, you know, all of our tables will be sat. We're, we're looking at a fully sold-out venue that evening. So it's going to be really fun. We'll have the audio going, you know, whenever the draft uh, selections come on, we'll have that audio, but you know, in between the commercials and stuff, we'll have our DJs playing and uh, throwing a party. So people, you guys have, you guys opened up uh, December of 2020. Amazing. Like during the pandemic, during yeah. your time there, what's been the highlight? Because I always tell people, you never know who you're going to see, whether it's a current player, coach, broadcaster, they all want to make the pilgr- pilgrimage there. What's been the um, highlight so far? Well, and you know, obviously we have so many different people that want to come out and see us, see us over at Stadium Swim and at Circa in general. Uh, we're a very sports-oriented venue uh, and casino. So we do have a lot of athletes that come down, uh, a lot of coaches, like you said, and broadcasters that, you know, come around. But, you know, just the events that we've had, you know, in the past couple months, you know, Super Bowl for me this past year was absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. We got that fireworks coming on. You know, we had fireworks in the halftime show. For every touchdown, there was pyrotechnics. We had flames coming up from the top of our screen. Uh, it was really cool. But my favorite uh, was that first opening weekend of March Madness. Oh, yeah. You know, we were so, we were so busy. You know, we were setting records, and it was so much fun. It, you know, the crowd, the atmosphere was so lively. Uh, I, I, I can't say anything better about that first weekend of March Madness. It was insane. So we have a little bit of a head-to-head battle here, uh, Wilbo. We got the Vegas Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings are going, it seems like they think for like that last playoff spot. Give uh, give us a sense of what Vegas Golden Knights games are like there. You guys have like a watch party. Uh, what are the Knights games A like? And then what are the Vegas Golden the Knights games like during the postseason? Well, so, yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights, I, I actually moved out here to Las Vegas the same year uh, the Knights came oh. uh, to Las Vegas. So, I, you know, I've kind of adopted, adopted them as my team, uh, you know, in Vegas. So I love the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it's great for business being out here, especially at Stadium Swim. You know, once the weather gets great, uh, which it pretty much is right now, we do have, you know, a lot of Vegas Golden Knights fans coming out, especially, you know, for this playoff run. Hopefully, uh Hopefully the Knights can uh, sneak into that last spot. I know they lost a tough one uh, last, uh, last night in overtime. But, yeah, we have watch parties. You know, weekdays uh, we, weekdays at Stadium Swim where we play uh, the game audio for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a great time. A lot of these BGK fans come out. And then, you know, speaking of the postseason, uh, it's, it's electric. You know, we've been doing watch parties uh, for Vegas Golden Knights before, you know, Circa was even built at our downtown Las Vegas event center. 
we kind of, you know, copied that business model and moved over to Stadium Swim and, you know, sold out venues for these watch parties in the playoffs. It's really cool to see. Hey, Chris, um, the Jihei over here, thank you again so much for taking the time. I know it, it took us a hot second to get a hold of you, so uh, you're a busy guy out there um, in wonderful Vegas. What um, do you believe that fans should be looking forward to in the future with Circa and what um, they have to offer as far as like Stadium Swim and just everything um, that you guys are doing out there? Well, you know, we got continuous improvement over here at Circa. So, you know, we, we always want to do the, the next best thing. Uh, and every, every year we're getting better, but you know, with, you know, you looking look at a couple, you know, maybe a year or so or two years ahead, you know, we, we had that formula one was just announced coming mm-hmm. to Las Vegas and we got uh super bowl coming to Las Vegas in a couple of years. So that's incredible. But you know, the draft, the NFL draft coming here to Las Vegas, uh, in, you know, next couple of weeks, it's going to be insane. Uh, especially, you know, with all the stars and everyone's coming out to Vegas for that weekend, we're going to have a lot of these, uh, NFL, uh, players and, uh, Perspective uh, NFL draft pick coming down to drink up to that weekend. So it, that's uh, something that we're really going to be happy about. What I'm still trying to think is what is the Super Bowl going to be like in Las Vegas? It is now the place to be. Like, even if the game is in Los Angeles, I think the majority of my friends from Los Angeles actually went to Vegas. Well, but what will Vegas be like when Vegas is the actual home of the Super Bowl? I, I honestly, I, I couldn't. Tell you, I, mean, I am. I honestly don't know what this place is going to be like. It's going. I mean, besides the fact that it's going to be absolutely off the wall crazy, uh, it's going. I mean, Vegas is Vegas. You know, we are going to do the most. You know, ridiculous. You know, crazy things. And I'm super excited. You know, at Stadium Swim, I've always said, even you know, if you're not at the Super Bowl, uh, Stadium Swim is the best place to watch it. Watch the game. Yeah. So uh, I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to interject here, Chris. This is Kayla. Um, I I'm actually I actually work for the Kings part time, so I just wanted to <laughs> say that. Uh, yeah, you guys are closing out on us. Luckily, you only got a point last night, but yeah, only three points separate you guys and uh, us, the Kings, and then we're just down what two from Edmonton. So I'm looking forward to this playoff race. Game on, my friend. But I've heard that. The Vegas pregame show is incredible. I still need to go to a Kings Knights game in <laughs> Vegas. So uh, next time I make it there, you better come with us. <laughs> That's right. I absolutely will. I love going to the Knights games. Uh, like you said, the pregame show, you know, it's almost like they're, they're sold out every single, you know, game. And it's wow. almost like, you know, the people coming to Vegas, they kind of treat it like a show where you can just get, you know, show tickets and go watch it because it is such a spectacle. And they put on you know, this whole entire, you know, show before the game and the crowd is so lively. You know, I'm from Detroit and I grew up watching the Detroit Red Wings. That's that's where my heart is. Uh, You know, there's some pretty historic teams and the crowd is always so insane, but there's really no, you know, NHL arena that I've been to that can match that atmosphere from, you know, before puck drops to after the game. Not, is Celine yeah, not. is Celine performing in this pregame show? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get her residency yeah, back. No, it, it's crazy, and it, it, they have all the celebrities come out to those games too. Just much, much like uh, Ella, the the Lakers. Sorry for mentioning the Lakers. I know uh, they yeah. have come out to uh, come out to the forties. 
Yeah, it's 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 rough. We were just thinking if the Clippers lose, the Lakers are done. If Vegas catches the Kings, like we're gonna have a dead period out here. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, Chris, before we let you go, I mean, if someone wants to check out Stadium Swim, how can they do that? How can they book a table, a cabana, something like that? Yeah, uh, so obviously um, all of our tickets and our table reservations are available to be purchased uh, and booked online at CircleLasVegas.com. Uh, and then you can go to the Stadium Swim website. Our hotel guests get in for free. So also, if you're looking for that, you can just book a hotel room at Circa and you'll be able to uh, enjoy Stadium Swim for free while you're there. Awesome. Chris, you're the best. Thanks so much. We will talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Have a great day. You Thank too, you. Chris. Thank you so much. Yes, Stadium Swim is incredible. So I was there for the beginning of March Madness and then for my brother's bachelor party. That gets a little a little out of hand. <laughs> uh, the bachelor party gets out of hand because you get a cabana and you forget how much things cost and then the bill comes and you're like, Hello. oh boy. <laughs> Most expensive uh, chicken fingers and uh, bottles of water, but it's a good time. Um, the pictures look incredible. It's nuts. It's like a whole, you know, party oh, yeah. there. So we'll, uh, yeah, we've, I'm trying to think. So I will be out there for the first round of the draft. I don't know why my brother did this. He booked his wedding the Sunday of draft weekend. <laughs> And we have a rehearsal dinner and things like that. So I'm only going to the first round of the draft again Wednesday. And then uh, the first round Thursday, and then I'll be back Friday. But um, it's crazy he didn't consult with you first on that. <laughs> well, he's, well but he's such a draft fanatic. No, I mean, when my brother was in grade school, like he had a like a mock draft and a big board, and he I loves was, Mel Kiper. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, of all the people, I know that schedules their <laughs> wedding the weekend of the draft, it would not be your brother. No, that's why I, I'm a little surprised he did that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna. Tell him, do not track the draft on your phone on your <laughs> wedding day because that wouldn't be cool. But no, he'll, he'll be fine. Um, but I am still trying to wrap my head around the fact that the uh, Clippers are either one loss away from being done or they go on to this first round series with the Suns. I am still waiting. And I promise you guys, in buckets, you'll agree with me. We are going to get a, a report from the Clippers, and Kawhi will be questionable. And I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if that happened tomorrow. I don't think he'll be there for the play-in tournament game. But, like, Kawhi's been practicing. Kawhi's been training. He's been shooting. And maybe he's totally shut down. But the, as secretive as the Clippers are, the reason I'm not ready to say their season is done, wouldn't be shocked. We get the, the injury report Thursday night or Friday. And, and Kawhi is there. So what do you think would happen against Phoenix if Kawhi isn't there? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, well, so with, without Kawhi, I, I think this team is resilient and, and will push it to six. I think this will be a little bit like the uh, Warriors-Clippers uh, series prior to them getting Kawhi and Paul George, where it's going to be a good series, they're going to push it to six, but at no point during that series will you think, oh, the Clippers can actually win this thing. There'll be good games. There'll be competitive games. There'll be a game in there where they come back from 20 points down and win. It's going to be a good series, but I cannot see this Clippers team without Kawhi 
I mean, the people are not giving enough credit to the Suns team. That, generally speaking, if you have a 60-plus win team, you're like, wow, that's a fantastic team. And maybe it's because of what happened last season. And I actually agreed with a lot of people because I was one of those who said if the Lakers were healthy, they would have beaten them. If the Clippers were healthy, they would have beaten them. So, But I think they took that as a chip and said, hey, not only are we going to win it all this year, we're going to be the best team in the league. I'm surprised that you say zero. Like, you're saying that it would shock you if the Clippers upset without, the Suns. Without, without Kawhi, yeah. Understandably yeah. so. Um, I think I'm and in- this is the only team, by the way. I think that they would be in Memphis, the Mavericks. You gotta, I just really think the Suns have been the best team from pillar to post, beginning of the season to now. And maybe it's because it's the Suns. Maybe it's because it's Chris Paul, who's not won a championship before. We got to give some credit to this team. They've been the best team in the league. Well, and they also have that chip on their shoulder from the previous year. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm sure that all those guys that came back are, that's all they're thinking they about. Job. Yeah. yeah. That's all they're thinking about. Wait, so you're telling me you think that without Kawhi, this Clippers team can beat the Suns? There is a shot because, again, I think Paul George is the best player heading into the Western Conference playoffs. And when you have the best player in the conference on your team, yeah. You have a shot, but everything and everybody else needs to step their game up because, as you said, Phoenix is probably. I really like the Celtics too, but Phoenix <laughs> is arguably you the best take team. Those in the odds, league. though, and I know I, you're I, not the gambler. That's why I ask. No, yeah. that's why I ask because that those are enticing odds. But when we look at the Clippers again. The other guys, Luke Kennard, when is he going to get healthy? They need everybody on this roster to step up if they want any shot. And by the way, if they lose Friday night, like that is to me unacceptable because to have a shot against Minnesota and you choke it and then now you get a game against a team that you should beat. Exactly. If this was, again, the other team in L.A. It's a, such a great point because no one in Los Angeles is talking about it. It's, so, it's sort of like... Well, it's the Clippers. Who cares? And it's like, if that was the Lakers, like you said, who blew a 10-point lead, not only did they blow a 10-point lead with nine minutes left, that run happened when Carl Anthony Towns is on the sideline. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but you like Paul George. Now, uh, Kayla, are you a big, I mean, because I, I really think last season is when we really appreciated, I mean, forget about playoff P. Paul George put that team right on his back and led them to where no other Clippers player has done before to the conference finals. So give Paul George credit for that. And he's looked fantastic so far. I like any player that willingly goes to Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) I'll always love PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, again, he's not the problem. Exactly. Paul George is not the problem. And I think that everybody can come to a consensus on this one. No doubt about that. I think that playoff P is in the back door in the window, wherever you want to put him, he's gone. Yeah. Um, He, it's now Paul George and you have to look at everybody else right now. You have to look at how's everybody else on that team going to play. Are they going to put a chip on their shoulder and start to show up? Are they going, and also come back and be healthy too, you know? So like, again, like I said in the first segment, it's all about the supporting cast. I don't really think it's about Paul George anymore. Um, but you're right, Arash, to your point about the if this was the other team from, um, from <laughs> Los right. Angeles, you know, everybody would be up in arms right All now. Right. They'd be freaking out, mm-hmm. freaking out. Like now that it's the Clippers, like everybody should have higher expectations. I think for for this team because they're warranted, especially their with their season last year yeah. with Paul George coming and literally putting the the team on his back. So if they don't win this game to advance to to the first round, 
they got bigger problems. They got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, than, because than, I think the problem is when the Clippers blow a lead or they don't perform in the postseason, we unfortunately just go back to, oh, well, that's the Clippers. And, it, and it's like, well, you know, that was the old, old Clippers. I mean, this team, um, A, should have closed out the game, obviously should win Friday. No expectations this particular season because they've missed Kawhi this entire year. I really think that what they do right now is all built towards next season because I do think that this team at full strength, Kawhi, Paul George, Norm Powell, Reggie Jackson, go down the list, that team in my view, and I don't know if Vegas will agree, they're the favorites next year. I really think the way that they put this team together, and again, you're doing that on the assumption that Kawhi will pick up where he left off, which was one of the top five players in the league. I wonder if they would be the favorites this year if Kawhi came back. I, I wonder. If- well, Vegas is probably not going to adjust it that much. I have been amazed that that just because the Clippers are so secretive and they haven't ruled them out, the Clippers are still massive long shots. Not as much as they were prior uh, to this run, but I, I, I always thought they were going to get Paul George back. They were going to get Powell back. And then Kawhi was just a massive mystery. No one knew what he was going to do behind closed doors, but we do know that he's practicing. Now, is it five on five? We don't know. They're, they're not telling us that. And so uh, that's why I would not be shocked at some point in the first round, and maybe it's before game one, which would be amazing, the injury report comes out, and it's always questionable. When a player comes back, when he's missed not only just a long time, this entire year, It'll be questionable, but that's like a wink, wink. He's back. And what an amazing moment that that would be, you know. I'm going to bet that if it's Phoenix Clippers, we see Kawhi. That would, I would love oh, that. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be amazing, especially considering what happened last year against them. So I, I, I would, I'd be all for that. I would take that bet. To okay. be honest with you, I'd take that bet. Deal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the bet that Kawhi will be back? Or, okay. That'd yeah. Be, I, I.e., I agree with you. Exactly. Okay, so no. we're making well, the same bet. I, I'm, yes. I'm wondering that I like the Clippers' chances with Kawhi against the Suns, but I'm not ready. Again, there's not an adjust, a huge adjustment period because he's played with them before and he's probably practicing with them now, but um, it's a hard flip to switch, a sw- you know, switch to flip or whatever, you know, because... Again, no one's really talking about how great historically. I, I really think that this Suns team, when you come back, when you have a loss like that, they're motivated this entire season. Um, so you're, are you picking Suns Celtics in the finals? Yes. That's a classic, what was it, like maybe 1975 or something yeah. like that. It's kind of a, <laughs> it's a, a classic, major throwback. Yeah. <laughs> But, but you like the Celtics to defeat these Suns. No, okay, I like want to see what happens on the way there until I, I feel confident. But when it comes down to the Western Conference specifically, I agree with you in terms of this Clippers team without Kawhi yeah. is arguably the second best team in the conference. It just sucks that they got Phoenix if they get to round one. Yeah, that, that was literally the only thing that I thought. I, it, what, to me, the, there's no shame in a loss to the Timberwolves. Now, but the problem now is even if you beat the Pelicans or the Spurs, you got to go on the road to play the Suns, all right? That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.